Well, hey there, everyone. Welcome back to Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. As always, I'm your host, Tom McCarthy. So happy to be with you. It is Zach Martino week here at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. Zach is our guest on this week's show. Zach is an old friend of mine, a good friend of mine, and we had a lot of fun catching up. I'll bring you that interview shortly. It's going to be a busy week, as always, here at the castle. I'll let you know what's going on at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle for the week of August 15th. Through the miracle of science and technology, I'm actually on vacation again. As you as you hear this, I'm up on the beautiful shores of Lake Superior at the very tippy top of the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, a little town called Eagle Harbor. It is blissful. It's a wonderful place. So I will be out of the comedy game completely for about a week and just dipping my toes in the sand and relaxing with a nice a tropical drink, looking at the blue blue waters of superior i'm very being very poetic on the, on the podcast this week already so i guess the point i'm trying to make is i'm going to be gone but that doesn't mean there's not a lot going on at the castle because there's a lot going on as always and also before i bring that to you a thank you again to april macy for being on the show last week she was terrific heard great things about her shows this past weekend thank you to all of you who, who came out and supported we sure do appreciate it all right, August 17th, Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. It is our world-famous open mic night. I wish I was on this mic because you know what? August 17th is my birthday. Make sure you get me something this year if you didn't last time. It really does hurt my feelings. <laughs> These mics are always fantastic. I was at the one last week. I think I already let you know that. And boy, was it a tremendous mic. Lots of great acts. Very full for a stormy Wednesday night. And it was a lot of fun seeing all of you. Then the 18th, 19th, and 20th, it is Zach Martina, Thursday the 18th at 7.30 p.m., Friday the 19th at 7.15 p.m., and Saturday the 20th at 7 p.m. Somewhat of an abbreviated weekend, it is here in the Detroit area what we call our Dream Cruise Weekend, which I am a, I'm a car guy, I'm a classic car guy, but this thing has turned into quite a nuisance and a pain in the ass, in my opinion. It, it boggles a lot of things down, but do not fret. In Royal Oak, and in, in, in where the Comedy Castle is located in particular, you can get to the castle traffic-free uh, if you really want to geek on it, geek out on it. You can take I-696 to the Campbell Hilton exit, go north to 4th Street, and then head west for a couple of blocks, and you will see the Comedy Castle there. You can also come in uh, right off of I-75. Why, why am I... You guys have GPSs, right? <laughs> you have Waze and Google Maps, but I'm, I'm trying to visualize it for you. I am a directions nerd, uh, but you can come in uh, off the I-75 service drive right on to 4th, and again, go down about a mile or so, you'll hit the Comedy Castle. So if you're smart about it and avoid Woodward, by all means, avoid the Woodward exit, avoid Woodward Avenue. You can get to Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle very easily, ample parking, and make sure you come out and see Zach. He is hilarious. You will not be disappointed. Call the castle at 248-542-9900 with any ticketing questions you might have. Go to the website at ComedyCastle.com. You can get your tickets right there. It's awfully cool. Very simple to do. All right. I don't know that there's much setup <laughs> that's required. Um, Zach and I cover quite a bit in our conversation. We met up at a local watering hole where we seem to run into each other quite a bit. I believe last time I had him on the show, uh, that's where we met. 
Zach's an example of not only is Zach a solid comic and a real funny guy, but ever since I've known him, right from the time he started doing mics and getting into the comedy game, he had clear-cut goals, he had an idea of what he wanted to accomplish, he has been relentless in accomplishing those goals, uh, I really admire the way he's approached his comedy and the business, and he's a lot of fun, a lot of fun to hang out with. He's accomplished a lot, and I'm awfully happy for him. So, I guess that's a good setup. Ladies and gentlemen, my conversation with Mr. Zach Martina. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Mark Ridley's County Castle <laughs> Podcast with our headliner this week, Zach Martina. So we just we just wasted five minutes of just riffing impromptu. So, ladies and gentlemen, we started our conversation, and it was light. It was breezy. It was fun, which is nice on a ninety-five degree day. A couple of old yentas getting together, yeah. cutting it up, and I wasn't recording. Oh, that'll happen. That's that that uh, amplifies the old aspect of it. It's like just simple brain. Yeah. I can't remember anything. So <laughs> I saw it blinking, and I was like. Maybe he's got. Means, maybe he's got one that on. blinks. Well, I saw it blinking, but then I saw this one up here on, and I was like, "I think okay, we're good. There's there's enough red on." It's uh, it's a wonder that I even know how to work this thing. God bless Joel Fragman. Well, if I had a nickel for every time I said that, but he makes it sound good. He knows what he's doing. Four years. I mean, I, I'd hope you figured it out in the four years that you've been doing this. You're coming up on your uh, four year anniversary, right? I know. Can I believe we've we've got we've got a lot of milestones that I've been thinking of, and when I say we, you and I, because I know for a fact. You came up in my Facebook memories earlier this year. It was a 10-year anniversary of you giving me a green Southline Hotel t-shirt oh, yeah. <laughs> on St. Patrick's Day. And I was so grateful. So that was 2012. Yeah. And I would think we already knew each other a year or so yeah, before I started that. in 2011. 2011, yes. So, yeah, it's been a... June was 11 years for me. So that uh, that time's out. And I, I was not at the Southline Hotel much longer after that. It was it was the Southline Hotel that started our friendship because you were wearing a Southline Hotel shirt on stage at Joey's, and being the fun loving Midwestern rube that I am, you know, I like like my fellow man to, to strike up a conversation. Hey, man, I live in Southline. Let's that, be friends. That I was wearing that shirt because I was the general manager and I would dip out at like the busiest time <laughs> to just go do a quick set and then come back. And then I got a, and then I got a stern talking to, and then I believe the exact words were, "Listen, I'm not going to tell you you can't do comedy, but you can't do comedy and be the manager of the Southline Hotel." And I go, "Okay, well then I guess this is my notice." Okay. And uh, they go, "Wait, wait, wait! Didn't think you were going to quit." And I go, "No, <laughs> oh, here we are." <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be that's going to be a a riveting part of your e true Hollywood story sometime because yeah. <laughs> that is a good showbiz story. Do you know my son works at the Southline Hotel? I, I don't think I told you. I that. did not know that he was. Um, so he's an expediter. He started oh, off as an expediter. It's a tough job, man. It's hot back there. Glorified busboy in a lot of ways. Runs food. No, no, that's 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 tougher than a busboy's job, man. You got to read those tickets, especially if you're running the window. And people in the Southline Hotel, dude, they are. Some of the people are the most wonderful people, but a lot of the people that go in there are the worst people in the world. Well, they're just, they've been beaten down their entire day, whether it's by their spouse, yeah. whether it's by their boss, whether it's by some customer, whatever it is. They've been beaten down the entire day, and then they want to come and just shit on the staff yeah. and employees. And uh, they're very, very particular about those things. So, Godspeed to him. He must be a patient well, young man. he was promoted. He was promoted to... Now he's uh, pizza cook and wraps. He does oh, nice. I know that station. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> so... And, you know, they pay him well. And he's... 
you know, you know my son a little bit. Uh-huh. He's a sweet kid, and this is his first real exposure to the real world, sure. and real characters, and and the wonderful scallywags and eccentric people you meet in that industry. So it will it will serve him well sometime the- in life. I was talking to my wife, Emily, which is that's where we met uh, was the Southline Hotel. I was the manager. She was the head server. And uh, the rest, as they say, is history. I don't have necessarily the fondest memories of the Southline Hotel, but it did. uh, It is where I started comedy and it is where I started my wife or met my wife. And uh, I guess that means that I am uh, grateful for that. But we were talking the other day because neither of us are in the service industry anymore. And the only thing that we really miss is the community. So he's going to really he's going to really vibe that. Well, yeah, and it's great too because he's still in school, and it's such a place that, well, like, oh, you're coming back? Come on, like, we'll get you on the schedule if it hasn't changed too much since I've been gone. But like, that's a that's a great spot for him, especially going back and forth as he's going through school. Well, you're such a pro too because you actually, uh, I have a very general idea of what I wanted to cover with you today because uh, we're friends, we know each other. It's not like I have to do hours and hours of prep prep work on Zach Martina, but I'm going to frame it in in kind of a compliment and one of the things i was really thinking about when i knew we were going to be sitting down today is when we i started a little bit ahead of you but neither one of us you know we were still just grinding trying to chisel out and act and Mm -hmm. hopefully somebody book us from the beginning you were one of the few guys that i ever met that you weren't naive about the business part of show business at least i didn't think you were you knew that you had to get good and get your jokes and everything, but you knew there was a whole other thing out there that had to be tackled, which I thought was, first of all, it was brilliant that you knew that right off the bat, but you always approached this kind of pragmatically as here's what I want to get out of it. Here are my goals and here's what I need to do to get it. So was it calculated or did you learn as you went? It's very kind of you to say uh, that is not necessarily the case. I don't know that I was savvy about the business of it as uh-huh. much as I just knew that I wanted to do more shows than the ones that were just in Michigan. Right. I uh-huh. wanted to see if Ohio liked me, and then yeah. I wanted to see if Illinois liked me, and then mm-hmm. I wanted to see if other places would book me and then start middling me. I remember when I took – I was uh, working at the hotel. I brought back the comedy night because I had loved comedy since I was in high school. And uh, one of the headliners, Mike Bobbitt, recommended I take Bill's class. I had no idea how else to get into it other outside mm-hmm. of somebody telling you, you know, just get up there. So I took Bill's class. And I remember in the class he said, you know, in a year, you'll probably start getting some paid host work. Probably take you about five years to start uh, getting some paid middle work. And maybe in 10 years, you'll be paid to start headlining. And uh, I remember when he said that, very clear. I was like, well, I'm going to do that all in half. Bobbitt said this or Bouchard? Bouchard said that. Uh-huh. Bobbitt got me into the class. Bouchard said that. And uh, I said I was going to get it all in half. And uh, yeah, I started headlining about five years in. You almost had a fever to you, though. And, and, and in those days, even I had a little bit more, uh, 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 I had a flame up my ass, like, you know, trying to get to the next run, but certainly more so than I do now. But you were everywhere. You were every mic. <laughs> you yeah. were at two mics at the same time sometimes, it seemed like. Yeah, I remember but, I I found the uh, the elusive Michigan hat trick a few times where I could like make Lansing from Detroit and then stop in Ann Arbor for like the last set. And uh, I remember asking for a lot of favors that I didn't deserve. And people would just be like, yeah, yeah, we'll put you up. I was like, okay, because I'm trying to do this. They're like, don't worry, we'll just, yeah, we'll work it out. So I guess it was just not being a dick to a lot of people. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we'll let you up. Have you, um, you know, this far in, and it is a career for you. You're a working guy. You're out there. You've got amazing credits. You've done amazing things. Um, is there any part of this process so far 
that sticks out in a good way that you're nostalgic about saying, you know, that was a real good time in my journey. That was a real good time in my journey. I mean, I think you always have those things. But the thing that stands out most for me in comedy is it's the only thing in my life that I've ever done where, like, I know I'm getting better at it. Right. Like, I can look back and say, like, I, okay, I was okay. Oh, God, that was, like, just difficult to watch when you look back at your early sets. And then, you know, seeing even three years ago to now, just the evolution of the comfort on stage and really just allowing myself to, especially over the past three or four years, to really, really have fun. And it will never, this is unsolicited advice I throw around all the time when anybody asks, or even if they don't care to ask, I guess that would be unsolicited advice, but you will not get past go if you can't get comfortable on stage. Oh, yeah. That's that, the one thing I had going for me pretty early on. I was very confidence, I was yeah. very naive about what was going on, but I've always been a loud guy. I've been telling people a lot lately, I'm very loud on stage, and I realize I'm loud on stage because I can't just be loud like I am on stage in the real world. Yeah. It's such a... Per- I'm a lunatic up there. Yeah. yeah. Screaming a lot. I would, I would have priors. Yeah. If I did that just in champs right now, which, by the way, I don't know if you can tell or not, but everybody is looking at us like, what the fuck is going on? I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know if you got to bleep they that. They don't know they're, they're in the presence of a couple of <laughs> mid-level celebrities. I don't know. They see me walking around with my socks and sandals downtown constantly. So they're like, "What? who does this guy think he is? That's Hey, you know what? That's kind of a funny thing that um, uh, I brought this up to my family not too long ago about. They asked, Dad, have you ever been recognized? And I've only been recognized a couple times, and I'm no big deal, but... Just people who've seen shows around, uh, and a couple people know me through the podcast that have said something and everything. Have you ever been recognized, and have you been with your family when it's happened? Yeah, I get recognized more than I thought I would, um, particularly in Michigan. But one time we were down in Georgia, Ooh. in Tybee Island, having just a dinner in some random restaurant, and we were the only ones in there. My wife, my two daughters, and I. And this dude, he's serving us. He's great. He's super funny. And then he goes, dude, I got to know. Are you this guy? And he pulls up one of my Lions videos from when I was doing Matt Patricia. (laughs) And my daughters were just blown away. Turns out he was like a Buffalo Bills fan. And he remembered a particular joke where I was like, the Bills beat us. And they didn't even have any running backs, but they had more rushing yards or something (laughs) like that. And my girls thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. that Because it was just so far away. Yeah. I get stopped a lot in Ann Arbor and in Brighton. I've gotten let off of a traffic ticket before because oh, somebody nice. saw me at an open mic. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. So I mean, I get recon- I get recognized a lot though too, just because people think I look like Zach Galifianakis. Well, you've got you've got a look. That's yeah. for sure. It's toned down a little bit since last time I saw you. Get you're trimmed up a little bit. Yeah, uh, hair's not quite so long. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it is a funny thing. Like things that you probably never expected in life that you would ever have a job that people would recognize. Sure. It's pretty cool. You know, I can see. I know enough about being around some celebrities and having them on the show and working with them. People who are, you know, like a Dave Attell, who are recognized everywhere they go. It doesn't sound that fun, does it? No. I'd like to be famous for a weekend and just go for it. But I would like to be famous. Probably. I don't think I'd ever want to be as famous as Dave Attell. But like that would be the max of it, because then it's just stand up people that love you. Yeah. I mean, Brian Regan's another guy. It's like, he's only just done stand-up, and he's yeah. a megastar. But, you know, Bill Burr started dipping his toe into the Breaking Bad world and the Star Wars world, and he's a, he's a phenomenon now. I mean, he's selling tickets across the globe, which is awesome. He's a great actor. You know, if I got if I got the opportunity, obviously I'm going to take it. Yeah. But ideally, you know, and I'm this is... Uh, 
this is probably the height of my recognition. I'm not. Mm-hmm. It's not going to get any bigger for me than this. I've been saying on stage lately. <laughs> if something strikes, it's like I've been doing stand up comedy for 11 years and I haven't been on TV yet. Why would I start now? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. Well, that's um, that's a tangible goal. You're talking about. It is something. If if you're open, open and honest with yourself, um, which you have to be in this business. You know when you're progressing. Mm-hmm. You can't have laugh years. You can't just hear the. You you know you know when you're getting better, and you set goals. And you move to the next thing. From where you're at, that is a big thing. A TV spot, a national TV spot. Well, now it's just I don't know what six digit followers. Well, That's the it's new, changed so yeah. much. That's what I was going to ask you. Is even five or six years ago, you know, the Tonight Show, Conan, whatever, mm-hmm. that was the goal. But now things are changing so quickly. That you could literally bypass all that. Some of the people who are selling out the club, you know, Mark is opening the club on Sundays now for YouTubers, and they pack the place. I know, and I just want to be. Uh, I just want to get. I just want to get enough followers to where I can announce that I'm going somewhere and have people come, so I can just get booked on my own without having to like convince them right. that I'm. Because those, a lot of those, there are some very funny people out there that perform live. And then there are people that are not funny, but still get that pay. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. I'm all set. I'm good. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you. We're going to have to edit that out. That's you want no, another let it, drink. Let it in. No, it's very Keep organic. It in. We're, um, we're being good boys. We're being, I've actually got to do some podcast work when I get home oh, nice. tonight. So I've got to keep it between the lines. Um, cruise ships. You know, is that something that you would consider? I didn't want to do cruise ships until I found out you go out with three of your buddies. And I was talking to some uh, Michigan alums, now New York stalwarts, uh, Jeff Sheen and Jeff R. Curry. And they're like, we could just, the three of us oh, go. Be a blast. And I was like, well, now I want to do it. So I have to just do the work to get my 10-minute clean clip, my 10-minute adults or non non-restricted yeah. clip, and then submit it. But yeah, it would be a lot of fun if I'm... That- Hang out, buddies. You know, talking about tangible progress, Jeff, um, uh, both Jeffs, our Curry and Sheen, were kind of starting right at about the time I was starting. Mm-hmm. There, there are a couple of the people I remember from the beginning, and we were all trying to figure it out. Well, I saw our Curry, I think, just before the pandemic. He was awesome. Just mm-hmm. knowing this guy all these years and seeing him, you know, he's in New York. He's killing it. He's got a TV credit, right? He's on Colbert, yep. Yep. Um, and then Sheen, the last time Sheen was at the castle, I mean, such always, Sheen's always been one of my favorites. He just had a dry bar. I don't know if it's out or not yet, but he's, he's always been my favorite. One yeah. of my favorites out of Michigan. Always had a very unique voice yeah. and, uh, just silly. That's been, you know, I, I, I asked you the question when I think about some of the most enjoyment I've had in this journey, and I've had a lot of good times. I still have good times, but those first three years or so, four years, when it's your group of people, just mm-hmm. these people who are strangers until you started doing open mics with them, uh, you start, you become friends, you see each other, and then it, it does change. You're gone all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think of some of the, um, I would say, subjectively, probably the three best friends I've met in comedy would be you, Adam Herzl, and Bill. Oh, yeah. And God, I, miss that. I see none of you. I don't even Adam is stand up unless he just uh, decides to get an still itch. doing improv quite a yeah. bit. Um, but it's just so weird because everyone either quits or moves on. Yeah. You know, there's nobody who just kind of, well, there probably are some people who just kind of hang around and do mics. Sure. Um, but that it's, it's always been a lot of fun. Yeah. You do meet, you meet some cool people, um, out on the road. I do enjoy, we're at different stages of life a little bit, but you are a family man. Mm-hmm. The road, the shows are fun and some of the people you meet, 
The traveling sucks. The hotel yeah. sucks. Traveling sucks. It's just, I don't know, it, when you're in the hotel, you're kind of like looking forward to the show, but in the grand scheme of things, to getting home. I mean, I drive through the night after the late show Saturday or after the show on Sunday, just so I can get home. Do, do you still have that, uh, that Ford Flex? Ford Flex is just crossing 310,000 no, miles. Gosh, you, that, you'd be a great spokesman for that. <laughs> yeah. I remember when you got that thing, you told me, Tuesday, I can do an air mattress back here. Oh, I it's coming anything. very handy. I got it with uh, 30,000 miles in 2014. Yeah. And uh, put on 280,000 miles in uh, eight years. Yeah. Yeah. Is there um, is there a thing specifically about the business side of it? Um, I'm just I'm trying to string together fall and into the first part of January. And it's the same. It's the first time I've tried stringing together dates uh, since earlier this year. And it's the same. There's some rejection. Uh-huh. There's some no callbacks uh-huh. at all. There's, oh, yeah, Tom, we can use you this, this. Uh-huh. Oh, that date doesn't work. The, the frustration of trying, because I want to be busy. I want to be busier this fall. Uh, and into the new year than I have been, a lot of that because of the pandemic, but finding the energy to go through the process of booking, has it gotten any easier for no. you? Do you still go to the same core group of bookers that you know you'll get work from? Mm, no, I mean, I, I do still go to a lot of the same bookers. I also go to a lot of new clubs. Unfortunately, like my references and credits are enough to where they'll consider me. I mean, some yeah. people don't have a space for me. A lot of people do. And then you kind of just got to go in and do your thing. But no, it doesn't get easier because there is still so much of the just it's not even the no's that are hard. It's just the no response. Yeah. And I get that Booker's emails are I, I I don't even like to think about the number of unread messages they have in their email box. It gives me anxiety and stress and I don't envy them at all. So I like I kind of understand, but it's really hard not to take it personal. A no um, a no response is worse than a no. Absolutely. Because it's frustrating. Absolutely. And I would say the the tough thing about rejection in comedy is the person they're rejecting looks like you, sounds like you, yeah. <laughs> their jokes are you, it's you, you yeah. know? So, um, but it, it you, you grow, you grow a bit of a callus over time. Um, do you ever see yourself getting into that side of the business to, to a large extent? No. Not a chance. No way in hell. Uh-uh. <laughs> Definitively. No. Unequivocal. <laughs> full stop. Uh-uh. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's what you got to say. Period. That's, full stop. that's upsetting. That's upsetting to think about. Well, think about, even when we started, how the landscape has changed. First of all, we met at Joey's, uh-huh. the late, great Joey's. Um, you know, both connections are gone. Mm-hmm. Holly Hotel now is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm forgetting, but we've just, well, gosh, Grins was gone, and now I guess it's kind yeah, of back. it's coming back. Um, but we've just lost so much that you do have to do, you have to do one-nighters, you have to do other gigs to keep the cash register ringing. But it looks, when I look at your schedule, though, it looks like you've stayed busy in clubs. Well, yeah, that's just, yeah, just the willingness to travel and get uh-huh. my foot in the door and show them that, that I'm, despite my lack of TV credits or, and I don't have like, I have a decent number of followers on TikTok, but not enough to where they're like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. But to show them that like, I can do it. Yeah. I'll, I've now come to the point where it's like, I'm not, if I, if it doesn't go well, it's because I just didn't do well. Like. This sounds conceited, maybe, or arrogant. I don't know. But after 11 years, I am I know I'm very good. Mm-hmm. That comes off, and I know that comes off arrogant, but when I have a bad no, set, it still feels the same. Yeah. It's it's up to me on the yeah. stage. Like, if the crowd isn't great, I hate when people call out the crowd. It's like, you're not doing your job. If they're not going along with you, you can find something to at least break them 
a little bit. You know, it comes down to my effort. Did I was yeah. I lazy up there? I love the challenge of it. Yeah, I love the challenge of even if the room's cold, even if who was supposed to warm them up didn't warm them up, and you've got to go on. I, I like that challenge of it, and I'm grateful to anyone who spent money got got babysitters mm-hmm. are paying six dollars for, for a sure. Bud Light. They deserve to be entertained, and I do. That really does bother me when comics bag on the crowd. Well, too, like those people are like. You're not going to have fun up there unless you find a way to have fun with the people in the room. So yeah. just dick around. Um, I hope I hope this constant reel of classic rock that's been jamming makes it uh, just really soft enough to. Adore. Joel, don't cut it out. Leave it. The ambiance is perfect. So Joel's like, no, no, we, we can't afford all these. These are these are hits. <laughs> we've got some uh, we've got some good looking food that was just popped in front of us. So we're going to wrap. I wanted to wrap with. Um, and it's a, it's a cheesy question. It's not the most original uh, there is, but I, I'm interested in your response. If you could tell 2011 Zach Martina one thing about comedy, now, you know, looking back over the years, what would you tell that guy? Uh, hit social media very hard and start a podcast now. <laughs> wow, I thought you were going to come up with some bullshit clever tongue-in-cheek but that's legitimate advice no yeah well it doesn't doesn't matter now it's yeah. too late <laughs> i know but uh the beauty of hindsight i would start a podcast and i wouldn't him and haw over what it was going to be and it has to be the perfect idea i would just work it out as it goes and put my stand-up clips on there even if they weren't ready yet i would throw captions on there and then i would be where i want to be now well I admire where you're at. I always love catching up with you. I wish it was uh, more frequently. Ugh, Look at us. I know. You're you're headlining the castle for however many times. Oh. I've headlined. I'm doing their podcast. We People pay us. No one. If, uh, if someone would have told us that 11 or 12 years ago, I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm like, I would just like to feature. That's yeah. all. So, yeah, man, this is always fun. I like I like sitting down and uh, I, I like uh, I like the meal here after. Yeah, let's shut the mic off and gossip. Let's let's do it, buddy. <laughs> See, wasn't that fun? Didn't you kind of feel like you were just a fly in the wall, <laughs> hanging out in the booth with Zach and I? It was a good time. So there you have it. Another installment of Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle podcast in the bag. While I'm away on vacation, we'll be back with a new episode next week. I believe we already have J. Chris Newberg set up, so I'll be bringing you an interview with him. He is fantastic. and looking forward to having him here at the castle next week. Thank you to all of you. Continue to spread the word about our little weekly get-together here. We'll keep bringing you the top comics in America as they tour through one of the best clubs in America, Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. Thank you so much to Joel Fragmeni, who works his butt off making this thing sound good and bringing it to you each and every week. I truly do appreciate it. Again, spread the word, leave a comment, and come out and say hi at one of these mics. We'd love to see you. Until next time, this is Tom McCarthy for Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle Podcast. Mm-hmm.